The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Bet $100, get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGP Final Four Watch Party. Saturday is the day to sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Kobe over at YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. That's YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. And make sure to fill out our listener survey for your chance to win a $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash survey. And we are back with part two of the NBA Gambling Podcast on a Friday edition. I just told you to hammer Walker Kessler today. I'm more than likely going to be doing that. Next game on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks going to play the Brooklyn Nets. In Brooklyn, Hawks are a minus one and a half point favorite on the road. Total is set at 240 and a half. Injury report for these two teams and for the Atlanta Hawks. DeAndre Hunter is questionable with the knee injury. Jalen Johnson is questionable with that hamstring groin. And it looks like Dayron Sharp is probable with an ankle. So why is why is Atlanta favorite here? Uh because I guess on paper they're the more talented team. Question mark. Maybe. I'm confused. <laughs> I, if you wanted my guess, I'm assuming it's because they think Atlanta is the more talented team on paper. Having said that, Atlanta's not good on the road. They never are. They're 16 and 22. The Nets have not been good at home. I believe they're one and five straight up in the last six home games. But the Nets are two and one this season. Each game has been decided by by less than five points. So I'm really just expecting a war in this game. The last meeting landed 256. So I guess if you want to lean to the over, you have the recent matchup in the end of February as your main baseline there. But I guess I'm going to lean to the Nets because I don't want to lay points with Atlanta on the road. But I could really see this game going either way. I think this, I think that the spread should be within two points. I think the wrong team might be favored, but I think it should be within two, three points. So I see a close game. I see a nail biter. But... I think I'm going to lean to the Nets. I'm not going to bet this game. This game really does have a coin flip feel to it, so I think that there's not much value on the side. I would lean to the over because Atlanta really still doesn't guard anybody, and I think you'll see points in this game. But I'm going to lean to the Nets. I don't feel great about it, though. I'm not laying points with Atlanta on the road. I'm good. Give me the Nets plus one and a half. Like, that's enough. That's enough for me. Last time I laid points with Atlanta on the road, I ate shit. I'm pretty sure that was the game against Charlotte where they lost outright. I ate shit on that. So, last um, time they were on the road, they played Minnesota and they lost. No, I'm talking about the last time I laid points with Atlanta on the road. No, I was just saying, I don't know how long ago that was, but the last road game was Minnesota and they didn't cover that game either. No, they covered that Minnesota game because I was on them. They were underdogs in that game? Yeah. Yeah. 
There was no loss in that game. I know Cat yeah. came back. I didn't think that Minnesota would have been favored at home. Yeah, we were on. We were on Atlanta because I was sitting there and I was like, "Oh, that's Atlanta's right." We gave him as our dog on the money line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they lost, the and they lost at the end of the game. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not trusting Atlanta to get wins on the road. All right. I kind of lean to the under because I like the Nets. I think it's going to be really close. I'm I'm really concerned about either free throws at the end of the game or even maybe an overtime draw. I think this game could go to overtime. I see a really close game, so I don't know how I feel about it. You're hoping for one bad quarter, which we mentioned a lot, and the Nets late in games offensively have really not been great. Same with Atlanta, to be honest. They really haven't been a great fourth quarter offense either this season. I really kind of trust this game to slow down in the second half. That's what I was going to say, though. I'm not sure if I would want to take an under now or hope for a, an up-tempo first half, which I think we're going to get, and then this live is a meaningful an game under when it's in the mid too. or high 240s. This is a meaningful game for both teams, too. Like this, I was going to say, though, I'd, I think I'd rather take an in-play under when the first half goes nuts. This feels like a like a play-in like play game, defensive playoff game type of Yeah, I like the under. Under 240 and a half. Okay. All right. Nick Claxton got there for us last time out. He did. It was a good matchup. It was. Uh, it's a lot worse of a matchup in this one. It is. He, But he's got to be out there. He's going to have to be out there, but the question is with points and rebounds, if he's going to have to battle Capella or even a Conklin. No, I don't trust him on the points. I don't trust him yeah. on the points. That's what I'm saying. So if you're looking at Claxton, I think it would just be blocks and rebounds. Yeah, I, I'm good on. I don't trust one points in that aspect. Uh, Trey assists, maybe. I mean, he hasn't been as good at assists recently, but he did have a double double against the Cavs. Yeah, but I took his assists and they were at ten and a half. Dickhead. Yeah, he's going under ten and a half in each of the last four games. He's he's had a double double in each of the last two, but he finished exactly ten. His shot is also. Been a bit underwhelming lately. He hasn't attempted many shots. He's attempted less than 17 shots in each of the last four games. Went four for 15 from the floor last game against Cleveland. I think I might be on DeJounte Murray points. Murray's been pretty solid the last couple games. I Mm -hmm. think that he might be a decent pivot for points. When they dropped Bogdanovich, because they said he's starting, I think I want Bogdanovich threes. Yeah, that I can get behind. And Bogdanovich... Tends to kill the Nets when they face yeah. off. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait for Bogdanovich to drop. I like his threes today. All right. I don't have anything else on this one. Le- Before we get to the next game of slate, let me talk to you about our presenting sponsor, and that is WinBet, who is now active in a whole bunch of different states, including Massachusetts, where they – Killed the book last night. I'm sure a whole state of Massachusetts on Boston Moneyline as an underdog in that one. And now you have big ways to bet March Madness. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limits to state availability. And you also have our DGEN's only parlay of the week where for $1,000 free credit if you hit the long shot parlay of the week. So much choose from. All you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the winbet app. I'll search it. Change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 And the Final Four watch party is this weekend to catch that Final Four action on Saturday with Sean, Kobe, and Ryan. YouTube.com slash 
Sports Gambling Podcast. And during that watch party, they will be giving out the SGP Masters Contest. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash golf party. If you haven't entered, you can win a three-night stay at Circle Las Vegas with the guys and catch the Masters at Stadium Swim. Promo code SGP15. If you don't win the contest, so you can get a discounted room and still go hang out with the guys. All right. Munaf said Trey Young drops 31 plus in the last four games against the Nets. I feel like he's like a little, I mean. He always gets up for these games against the Nets, but I'm just pointing out his shot has been a little bit iffy lately. But he, I think he's going to have a good game because I think it's going to be a close game. So I think he's going to be able to show up. But I will point out that DeJounte has looked really good the last week or two. All right. New York Knicks are on the road to go play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs are laying three and a half at home. Line opened up at minus five Cavs. Now it's down to minus three and a half. For, that's actually kind of interesting on how that went down. But for the New York, uh, total is at, what is the total at here? Do we agree this is a preview of the first round? Oh, 100%. So that's pretty much like, wow, why is this not refreshing? There we go. All right, totals at 221. Yeah, this is 100% first-round preview. For the New York Knicks, you have Derrick Rose, who's questionable, Dwayne Washington Johnson Jr. I'm sorry, not Johnson. Dwayne Washington Jr. is out, and Julius Randle is going to be done for the rest of the year with that angle injury. That was a really bad roll of the ankle. I hope he's there for the first round of playoffs. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen hasn't yet another injury. He's doubtful with the groin. Isaac Okoro is out. Danny Green is out in health and safety protocols. I just said that'd be funny. Uh, Dean Wade is probable, uh, which really helps with Jared Allen. And uh, Raul Nito is questionable with the hamstring. So we got to take the over on like every points prop for Knicks guards, don't we? The amount of shots that are now available with Randall being out. It's all mm-hmm. going to Brunson quickly and maybe a little bit of Barrett, right? I'm terrified of RJ Barrett taking more shots. I'm, I'm just terrified saying, of I didn't say it was going to be good. Like, I just, just feel, saying. no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's what kind of frustrates me with this game because I'm like, man, if those extra shots go to Barrett and Grimes, we're screwed. I'm going to tell you that right now. They're going to lose by like 15. But if the extra shots go to Jalen, I mean, I really just think just give all the extra shots to Jalen Brunson. Like, I like Brunson over. Like I, I would play Brunson over over anything else in this game. <laughs> and uh, quickly, maybe if you can get numbers on quickly. I I I. I but now I, it's going to be inflated though. Yeah, I, I prefer quickly when nobody's looking at him. Honestly. Yeah. But I I like Brunson here. Randall is he's leading the team in shot attempts, correct? Yes. So with him being out, somebody's going to have to shoot more, and Brunson's going to have the ball in his hands all the time now. Are we going to make pivots to Brunson double-doubles now because he's going to have the ball in his hands more? Is that a possibility? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I can can definitely buy that 100%. See if they adjusted that. It's normally at, what, like 6-1? to Sometimes you can even get like nine to one on Brunson double double. I'm just curious because you have to think of what the team's playing. It's still be at eight like. to one. Okay, I mean eight to it's, one for a guy that's going to have the ball in his hands more than usual. Yeah, yeah, might be worth that's, a flyer. That's not hasn't adjusted yet. I 
because I don't trust Mitchell Robinson as a basketball player, I think that there's some value on RJ Barrett double double at 17 to 1. I was going to actually bring that up, but I wasn't sure if I had the courage to bring it up. I saw 17 to 1. I was kind of tempted. Yeah, I think that there's some very good value there. Just it, this is truly just the fate of Mitchell Robinson doing his job. You like, hope he gets it. rebounds. That's it. You just want yeah. Barrett to be in the right place occasionally. It's 17 to 1. Like that, I mean, he does, he doesn't terrible. have issues rebounding basketball. Like he he finds himself all he finds himself there a good portion of the time. He'll get and the with points. Randall out, he should have more opportunity. He'll get the points because he shoots too much to not score ten. So rebounds, you know, Allen seventeen might to one play. is worth it. Seventeen to one is worth. I was gonna it. say Allen's doubtful, so Cleveland might be going smaller using Stevens at the four. I don't mind at 17 to one. There are a lot of worse bets you can make at 17 to one. I think that the only thing that would concern me, and it doesn't even look like they're doing it, but I don't know, is if they move Hart to the starting lineup. But why would you do that? You're way they're too small. With what's That's so way far, too small. So. You have to go top in. That you're way too small at that point. That's also a boost for Barrett rebounds, though, because since Barrett was usually the odd man out in that closing unit. I don't think you can get away with using. Can you use Brunson and Quickly together? Is that too small of a backcourt? No, like is I Barrett can, now? In no, the, I think is, you can get away with that. You can. I was gonna. I was yeah. just gonna ask. Is Barrett in the closing group now? I think he has to be, right? No way. No. No, way. you don't think so? No, Even with Randall still, being out? No, you do. You you go. No. Well, uh, uh, nah. Randall's out. You, you might have to use Barrett in the closing group now. My point Hart. is Barrett might get more minutes. That was my point. Yeah. Because Hart's going to be there. I don't know if you can use Robinson in the closing group or Hartenstein. You might have to now because you don't exactly have a small ball center option. It's 17 to 1. Like There, there are worse bets you can make at 17 to 1. I Maybe you'll have a flyer on that. Josh Hart, I don't see a prop available for his double-double. I maybe wouldn't mind that either. But I know Hart rebound-wise hasn't been as good lately, but I'll see what that price is. If Hart is north of 8 or 9 to 1, I'll probably take a flyer on that double-double too. But 17 to 1, I don't mind for Barrett. So, I'm happy you brought that up. I guess this... I I wasn't sure if I was going to. (laughs) So, I guess this means we love Evan Mobley double-double at plus 100. Yeah. And... I love Evan Mobley to clear his points prop yet again at 17 and a half. Him and, and that's Garland plus- are such an underrated pick and roll duo. Yes. Like, it's, like that's so good together. I think that is like, that's like unfair. <laughs> like, it's like it an unfair pick. And Garland's roll one of the best How pick and roll point that? guards in the league. Cause he also has Jared Allen, who is very good with pick and rolls with. But if you watch Mobley play with Garland, they have so much chemistry together. It's incredible yes. to watch. Yes, they're really, really good. I just Mobley, Mobley clears seven, 17 and a half is plus 120 at a book. Like he clears 17 and a half. He's probably in. That. All right, Scott, we talked about props. Who do we like for the game? Oh, boy. I think I'm, I'm going to fake Knicks. Cle- I'm telling I'm you, I'm fake Knicks. Yeah, I think I'm leaning Cleveland. You can make an argument it's a get up spot. Maybe a bit of Ewing theory involved where a team gets up without its best player and you hope they can show something. I think Cleveland is such a horrible matchup for the Knicks with an injury to Randall 
because mm-hmm. Cleveland thrives in the paint, both offensively mm-hmm. and defensively. If you want to give Mitchell Robinson or Hartenstein more minutes, good luck to you. But Randall's a big, big piece of the Knicks team, obviously, and they need him for the playoffs. But the point is, I'm going to lean Cleveland. They're a great home team. They still have Mitchell. They still have Garland. Mobley, I think, is going to tear this team to pieces. The Knicks have been using the same exact style all season long, even for a couple of years with Thibodeau, which involves a lot of Randall isolation offense. And you could argue that sometimes it's inefficient and sometimes it doesn't work too well. But now the Knicks kind of have to reinvent almost everything they do normally. I would not be surprised to see some growing pains with the missing Randall for the foreseeable future. I'm leaning Cleveland at home. All right. Total 221. Well, do you want to make your case, or do you just agree with no, what I said? No, I, yeah, I, I, no, yeah. I kind of already had it in my mind. I was just going to fade the Knicks. I, I, said, I don't know if you wanted to add another bullet point as to why you're fading the Knicks or not. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, I just am very pessimistic about my team. Not going to lie. It's, it's all pessimism here. So what's this? What's the projected schedule, though? When, is the playoff, when do the playoffs officially start? April 20-something, I believe. Okay, so based on because you have the season ends on April 9th, I believe. First round starts April fifteenth. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Because so you got the, that, that's really cutting it close to Randall returning for the playoff. For the yeah, he's on a two week okay. timetable, so he's not even two weeks re- has him available like a day or two before. In theory, if he doesn't have a setback. Yeah. No. It's like yeah, yeah, and that's just to be reevaluated. That's not saying he plays. That's what I'm saying. So it, he might miss a game or two. So. Either way, but keep an eye on that. What I will, what I will do, is I will let, especially if he's out, maybe like the first game or two of the series. I'll come back and get the the Knicks. Oh yeah, get the Knicks at like a huge, crazy number and just watch. And I mean, but I I think, yeah, this is this game is going to be very telling. This game is going to be very telling. And I don't think anything will top the live betting series from uh, Jalen Brunson in particular last year against Utah. Oh, we five to one, five to yeah. one. It was so easy. It was the easiest five to one bet we ever got. <laughs> it was the easiest five to one. Who they were already dogs to start the series, and then mm-hmm. they lose game one, like we said they would, and they thought and game we one was going to come back, and they thought we weren't going to come back and bet five to one for the series. That is just that's in the that's in the NBA Gambling Podcast Hall of Fame. Yeah, it I is. think it has to be, but. Yeah, I don't mind that play, uh, but I do think that against Cleveland for this game, it's not a good situation for the Knicks, so I'm going to lean to Cleveland. All right. Clippers on the road playing the Grizzlies yet again. This time, line is opened up at 6.5, now down to 5. Shout out to Westbrook. 236.5, yeah. And he was so damn good last game. Appreciate him for cashing that Clippers bet for me. What do you have? Five three pointers? Five for five. Incredible. It might actually do more harm than good in the future. Oh, he's he's chucking them. But uh, for the sake of last game, <laughs> yeah, it might do some hard, but more harm than good. But yeah, Kawhi personal reasons is questionable. Marcus Morris is out because of health and safety protocols. I feel like I made a joke about somebody get, being in health and safety protocols, and now everybody's in health and safety protocols. And Brandon Boston is out as well. You know, Paul George is done for the rest of the year. 
for Grizzlies, they called in the reinforcements. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Tyus Jones, John Conchar, Vince William, all not on the injury report. Yet you're t- so I never get this because you say not on the injury report, but I'm reading the injury report and they're on the injury report saying they're not on the injury report. Vince Williams, I mean not Vince Williams, Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark, Stephen Adams, you know, are all on IR. I think I'm gonna have to lean to the Clippers. I know that usually in back-to-back situations, we tend to hope we tend to assume a split between these teams. It's usually how we assume it breaks up. But it's different the, when when you think one team doesn't care anymore. It's also the Clippers completely acknowledging finally that Marcus Morris isn't good at basketball anymore, <laughs> and they've completely just shifted around their entire lineups. And once they realize that Marcus Morris is a liability, and they made the switch. They've been good. Mm-hmm. They match up pretty well against the Grizzlies. I mean, they I have the, the over in this game. They have the bigs. They can dominate the rebounding with Plumley and Zubat. Yeah. For the mm. record, I love the over in this game because the last two, the only two meetings this season have broken 260 in each of them. <laughs> they just played and broke 270. Now, the argument is Brooks did not play last game, correct? No, he did because he, he did. Okay, no. I remember. Yeah, he okay. he he was really efficient last game. He did. I, I was just wondering for defensive purposes. So the Clippers, even with the Grizzlies being at full strength defensively, they still scored 141 points. Kawhi might play. He might not. I like the over in this game, but they told Morris to fuck off. They started giving Covington more minutes. Covington went nine for ten. And he was like a DMP for about two months. I still like Covington. But, yeah, I, I think I'm on the Clippers here. I, I feel like they have a solid amount of depth. I think they match up pretty well against Memphis. I think the, I think Memphis is going to bring it. Like, I think it's going to be a good game. But I do think the Clippers have some decent matchups against this team. So mm-hmm. I like the over, and I'm going to lean to the Clippers. Yeah, I don't think it's just a route. I don't think it's a route. by the, Like, five, six, it was at six and a half, five, it tells me it was a now, route. Bain and Triple J both didn't play, which is why the line was fluctuating back and forth. Uh, yeah, all it the went time, to but- it went when so they announced Bain, Triple J, and it was like somebody else out, and it went from what did we say? It was minus four. It went from minus four all the way to minus three and a half, and then Kawhi was out, and it went back to minus two for. Yeah, it, uh, ca- it kept bouncing back and forth. But yeah. I, I care more about the Triple J absence from that game because they gave up 140-plus points. Bain's a great score. Oh, Russell Westbrook, Brooks, not, he's not getting past Triple J this game. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Brooks had a miracle game where he was actually efficient and he scored 30. So the Bain absence, I feel like Brooks had himself a legacy game, kind of, and that, balance, that kind of canceled out. Triple J being out was the bigger deal. Because defensively, he'll bring a lot of rim protection. But I am still going to lean Clippers. I just think they match up pretty well against this team. And with Covington playing more minutes, once again, I can't believe it took Ty Lue this long to realize Marcus Morris can't play. But he finally made the, tr- the switch. And now I actually don't mind the rotation. And I think Kawhi goes crazy. Yeah, I now, I I get the, now I get so. the Kawhi game that I was looking for last time. Uh, yeah, I'm on Clippers. Clippers plus five. Clippers sprinkle on the money line. I, I'm assuming I like question, the over as well. What did we say it was at again? I mean, yeah, 36 sure. and a half, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, sure. Well, I'm actually kind of hesitant, but I probably won't bet it. But yeah, in the last two, I'm once hesitant. again, the two meetings broke two sixty. I, I am not going to. I'm not going to take an under. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I, I don't know. At, at this, at some point, adjustments come into play, and that's what I'm afraid of. The adjustments come into play, and this is a more defensive game. All right, I think it might be more defensive too. We're just going to land two fifty. Did we talk about? We didn't talk about props. I'm I on mean, Zubak unders. They don't use them against Memphis. Yeah, I like Plumley, and uh, did Plumley get that double double last time? No, he did not. And he would he died at three rebounds. He played 22 minutes. Zubak played 23, so it was basically an even split. Zubak had five fouls in 23 minutes, had 10.7 rebounds, but. Zubak really has a hard time getting on the floor against the Grizzlies. So I, I see Zubak struggling in this spot. Yeah, I'll take Plumlee and Kawhi over 26 and a half. Yep, 25 and a half. Kawhi over 25 and a half. Okay, there we go. Now we're talking. Um, And when Norman Powell, Norman Powell drops, I'll take a Norman Powell game as well. Hmm. What is Russ at? So Westbrook, they're afraid to list them. I know, because they Sucks. know I'm going to hammer the under. They know I'm going to hammer the under. Can I bet the over three-pointer attempts? Is that a prop available somewhere? Oh, he's going to jack them. Oh, he's chucking them. Oh, my gosh. He's he's 100%. Five himself. for five might result in the all-time worst heat check game of all time. Oh, let's... Uh, it's so bad, I'd say all-time twice. It's that bad. Let's take Xavier Tillman under nine and a half. Okay. He actually had a game last game, and it's because everybody was out. And Triple J is going to take a bunch of shots anyway. And Dylan Brooks is going to take a bunch of shots because he dropped 20 on and his Bain. team last time. And Bain didn't play last game. So. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not getting the usage. Let's go under on Tillman props. I see nine and a half for Tillman points. Yeah, let's go under. He's not getting the usage this time. He also might not okay. play that much. Next game on the slate, we have the Detroit Pistons going to play the. Houston. I, I like job points at 27 and a half. I like the over. Oh, yeah. So Detroit Pistons going to play the Houston Rockets in Houston line opened up at minus four. Now currently sitting at minus six and a half for the Rockets Two twenty eight and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have uh, Alec Burks, Rodney McGruder, both out, you know, all the longtime outs for the Pistons and for the Rockets. KJ Martin is questionable. Sean Tate is out as always. And those are three G-leaguers. Rockets have better players. Rockets. I was going to say, both teams are horrible, but the Rockets are the better team. Yeah. Do you ever want to lay six and a half with Houston here? Because Detroit's been competitive the last two games. They lost by nine to Milwaukee. They should have beaten Oklahoma City. They gave up a free putback layup at the end. Houston, though, has been okay lately i think they actually score on a regular basis i think that's it i think that's the uh i think those were the the two good games the pistons are going to give us i think houston rolls i think houston rolls too personally i don't know if i actually feel confident betting it because that involves betting on basically a tanking team against another tanking team but i want to read off the point totals for the pistons recently mm-hmm. these are the points scored for the pistons over the last couple of weeks 106 117 
97, 107, 100, 197. They can was barely it, crack was 107. Time. Was 107 the highest? They scored 117 against Milwaukee. Oh. But that yeah. was the outlier by 10 points. Yes, 107 was the highest besides that 117 game. So they can barely crack 100 here. Yeah, and, and mindful, I have no idea who is guarding <laughs> Jalen. Like, if Jalen Green gets good looks in the basket. Porter was really yeah, good. Yeah, like, if they, if they, but two of them, if you're telling me the two of them are going to get good looks at the basket, I know the two of them are firing them off every time they can. I'm also going to throw out there that they scored 117 against Milwaukee, but Giannis didn't play. So Milwaukee's defense was a lot worse than normal. Just going to throw that out there as a caveat. 117 is still impressive, but it's worth mentioning. Yeah, I'm all over the, I'm all over the Rockets here. And the, Ro- Rockets. the Rockets should win. They've actually looked competent for the last couple of weeks. Rockets, give me overs on Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Ring. Yeah. I wouldn't. Do you want to make a flyer play on uh, Porter Jr. triple double? Yeah. He has them on occasion. Yeah. I can, I can buy it. I can buy it. I don't know what to do for rebounds. I hate every Definitely double double. Team. Bagley's dead to me after last game, so I'm not taking him double double. Are we yeah, back on no, Wiseman so I was, but you know, last time I went Duran again. You pivoted to Bagley and Wiseman. Duran would have gone there if he wasn't in foul trouble. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Man, the musical roulette between those bigs is fun. I hate it so much. I don't care. I'm going three for three. Give me Duran again. Do I even see odds on a triple double? I think now, if he if he gets it for me now, I think I'm still in the green. Okay. Just to so compare if I, prices. So if here, I cashed a one of three, I think I'm still in the green. Wiseman's plus two forty five. I don't see numbers on Duran yet. I'm just trying to see if I could find numbers on Duran quickly. Uh, Duran. No, I cannot find it. Yeah. However, triple double. 29 to 1 on Porter Jr. Yeah, why not? You you give me 29 uh, games against another crappy team. I think he gets a triple-double in one of those games. Why not? <laughs> All right. Next game on the slate. Los Angeles Lakers going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves are... Some shops have actually moved this up to one and a half, but it's pretty consensus as one at one two thirty two and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have LeBron's questionable. Anthony Davis is probable and for Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Kyle Anderson are all probable. There was breaking news last night with the Timberwolves injury report at like 2 a.m., which sucks. <laughs> Torian Prince, Austin Rivers, Jalen Noel, and Matt Ryan all questionable. Nas Reed is on IR. That was the news. Uh, Nas, Nas Reed ended up breaking his wrist. He'll be out for a while, probably the entire playoffs, and it sucks. That nine and probably, a half was so free, man. He's my favorite backup center in the league, and he would be good enough to start on like half the teams in the league. I think Nas Reed. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, I have to give my favorite backup center to Paul Reed, but Nas Reed is a close second. 
Paul Reed maybe for player props and for spot starts, but just consistency. I'm oh yeah, consistency is definitely Nasri for sure. But like, yeah, for the props and prop starts, yeah, for sure. But there's also right. a piece of this game that we got to talk about, which the chat is very into, but we have to bring it up. Oh, is it's it really? Oh, let's game. play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. Let's play a game. All right, let's play. What ref is it? Do 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 do. Scott. Can you tell me what ref it is for the game? And I will tell you what their betting outlook looks for. So there's only one ref that matters in this game. It's the guy with his own soap opera. It's going to be Scott Foster as the main ref for this game. And Scott Foster this season is 36 and 17. Yeah, 36 and 17 to the home team. 33 and 20 to the over because he calls a foul every bleaking second. And guess what? 231.8 points per game. Whoo, we. This is great. This is I have Foster. to lean to the Lakers, don't I? Oh, no. Absolutely you don't not. Think so? <laughs> it's a weird balance. The trends go against each other, though, for some When Scott is the Foster last here? time the Lakers have beaten Minnesota? But just hear me out here on this case, right? So Foster, you said, is very good to the home team. That is true. That favors Minnesota. However, you also said he calls fouls on everything. And the Lakers have like two times more free throws than any other team in the league. I I just feel like it's a horrible spot for Minnesota, especially with Nas Reed now being out. They don't have many quality centers that i actually like i know that they have go bear and towns oh you're getting uh is wait is luca their front court depth is horrible what team is luca garza on is luca garza on the timberwolves yeah he was on the timberwolves i'm not sure if he's in the g league at this point but you have garza don't roast garza he he almost cashed you a money line bet earlier this year yeah but still, I'm really, 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 still pissed at that game. I remember with that. Nas Reed being out, though, I I need to wait to see if LeBron's going to play because I have concerns. If Gobert or Towns get into foul trouble, I have serious problems with backing Minnesota. Unofficially, Cordy is telling me that the Lakers are eight and two when Scott Foster is the ref. So just keep that in mind. I'm going to lean Lakers here. I think that Nas Reed injury is so massive. And with the amount of foul calls that Scott Foster calls, that's going to benefit the Lakers more than any other team because they attempt more free throws than any other team. I'm going to lean Lakers here. The Nas Reed injury was the cherry on top for me. I'll lean to the Lakers. Okay. You have me not as... I didn't know Scott Foster was the ref until just now. So just saying, I am not as, I am not as enthused. I am not as enthused on Minnesota. But I, honestly... Like, truly, when is the last time the Lakers have beaten Minnesota? I would have I know picked Minnesota if Nas Reed was healthy, but I think Nas Reed being out is that big of a deal for the bench unit. And if that, means more, and if that means more Rudy Gobert minutes, then... Give me AD and LeBron to combine for 25 free throws. I'll lean to the Lakers. And maybe Austin Reeves has 15 free throws again. Who knows? So give me a Scott Foster masterclass. I'll lean to the Lakers. <sighs> All right. He made a good point. You normally don't sway me, but you swayed me. All right, we'll go Lakers. If Timberwolves win, I'm be pissed though. Don't blame we... me for it. I'm just back in the team that attempts more free throws by a country mile than any other team with Scott Foster, the whistle happy ref, being in charge. I'll lean to the team that should have a massive advantage in free throws. Any other props that you have? 
Oh, uh, well, total. I mean, we're both going over. That's pretty obvious. I think that's Are obvious. Are you on Is the D'Angelo obvious? revenge game? Ooh, I forgot about that. I know that D'Angelo didn't come through for you last time they played, but I mean, last time he played, but it's a pretty good spot for him here. No, it is. It is. I just think that they're, they're going to cook Rudy Gobert. We got, yeah. Oh, last time AD played Gobert, he put, it, he put him in the rim. AD always kills Gobert. I know. <laughs> Rudy Gobert's getting cooked today. Like, yeah. And he's playing more minutes because they don't have anybody else. They're probably going to, at some point, they're going to stagger. They're going to have to stagger Cat and Rudy Gobert at some point just because they're short on center depth. So Do you pivot to like Towns rebounds and now that reads out and just hope Towns plays 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Seven and a half. And just say that, like I said, they're going to pivot at some point and stagger. They're going to have to stagger the two minutes or, uh, Who's coming off the bench for the Lakers? It's going to rebound. Yikes. They don't have many options. Hachimura. Wayne Gabriel? Maybe. Yeah, Wayne Gabriel. Hachimura. Yikes. Either way, I still like Towns at seven and a half. I think that's short. He can get to eight. I think Edwards' assist has been pretty decent recently. Yeah, uh, offensively, he was kind of horrible. He was going through a bad stretch, but then he had a great game against Phoenix at 30-plus points. Mm-hmm. I think I'm looking at Conley under for assists. He was a very good facilitator earlier in the year, but as the lineup changed and we saw people get back from injury and Kyle Anderson took on a bigger role and Ander- and uh, Edwards came back, you really have not seen many great assist games by Conley lately. And Five to read and off the assist games... Short. He's had less than he's had less than five in each of the last three games. Hmm. He really right. has not done much. I'd probably look for an under on Connolly in general because I also don't think he's that good at this stage in his career. But yeah, I, I'm not sold on Connolly. I think he's washed, but that's a separate story. Yeah. All right. Before we continue on, we got three more games to go. We gotta. Well, luckily. A couple of these games are really easy. We can just be past through those. But before we do that, I gotta talk to you about Sword Vitality because after you clean up yourself, and you know she she comes by the crib, she says, "Hey, I'm pulling up later. You cleaned yourself up, but now you gotta get going, and it's okay. You don't have to be ashamed. Forty percent of men are affected by this impotence." By the age of 40, and nearly 70% by 70. Oh my gosh. Look, don't go to the gas station and buy the rhino pill. Or, Wait, so nearly you know, 70%, so it's 69%. 69. Sorry, that, that was my interruption. You can continue. So, rhino pills, don't do it. Don't be like Morbius and just take the. They offer you the two pills saying that one of them is going to get you known. Trust sword vitality to increase the blood flow in the ways that you need. And again, if you're a minute man, you can increase your stamina. And maybe you can be a two-minute man. Maybe you can be a five-minute man, a ten-minute man. You can get her to where she needs to go, gentlemen. 
remember her needs come first get her where she needs to go with the blood flow that keeps it going and sword vitality unsheath your sword visit swordvitality.com use promo code sgpn for a nice discount at checkout and that's swordvitality.com promo code sgpn man i hope they come back next week I hope they come back next week. I'm going, it's going to get better and better each time I read the read. All right, three games left. Let's go ahead and knock them out. Next game on the schedule, the San Antonio Spurs are going to play the Golden State Warriors. Warriors are laying 18. It's opened up at 15 and a half. It's all the way up to 18. Everybody's betting the Warriors. Total is sitting at, yikes. What? Total's at 242. Keldon Johnson is not on the injury report. I Devin see him Vassell. as a game time decision. Okay. Devin Vassell is questionable. Uh, Zach Collins is out. Jeremy Sohan is out. You never know with San Antonio with Vassell and Johnson because I'm not sure if they're actually injured or San Antonio doesn't care. It, just says, it, it says injury management, which is insane. Yeah, but okay. So whatever. Doug McDermott is probable. Romeo Langford is questionable for the Golden State Warriors. You know, no Andrew Wiggins. That's pretty much clean other than that. Yes, we did cash Brandon plus 340 on the 20-plus points. He had me nervous 21, for a little right? bit. Yeah, he had me nervous for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. He had me nervous in the first half. But then he he started – in the first quarter, he was good. Second quarter, he kind of chilled off. And then he, he of course, garbage time and all that. He ended up cooking. We got the 20. It was really, really great. So, yeah, if they're if they're out again, I'm on Branham again. That's really easy for me. I, I'm hesitant to say that I'd be on Branham even if they are in. But depending on what this injury report is later, I'll probably be on Branham again. So, for the record, you said everyone was sprinting to bet on Golden State. They were. It's like I was one of those people. State. <laughs> I was one of those people. I bet Golden State last night minus fifteen and a half at three at three thirty in the morning. I bet on Golden State minus fifteen and a half. A couple reasons why I gave it out on YouTube, so I have a couple of stats already prepared. Uh, you mind if I read some of these off? Oh, do your thing. Okay. So to go through the last couple of games here, the Spurs have lost five straight. They've played three teams actually competing for something. They played against the Pelicans. They played against the Celtics and played against the Bucks. They lost each of those three games by 35-plus points. To go through the last five games, the Warriors have a net rating of plus 6.6, which is sixth in the league. The Spurs in the last five games have a net rating of a negative 27.6, which is last in the NBA with nine or more rating points of cushion. They're the worst team in the league by a mile and a half. They're borderline <laughs> lapping the field. They've played <laughs> twice this season. was a while ago, but this is the third meeting this season. Golden State won each of the first two meetings by 31-plus points. I took Golden State minus 15 and a half. I, I feel like I got. I feel like I got to take Golden State because of what I'm about to do in the next game. So I'm just gonna go get a state. Oh, oh, I, I feel like we're gonna see eye to eye next game, and it's gonna. Oh yeah, be, no. So like we're yeah. we're going. We're gonna save that time. for a couple minutes. Don't yeah. Me. Well, so Golden State, I uh, yikes, two forty two. They're at home too. Golden State's been good at home, no matter how inconsistent they might be. 
I've roasted the Warriors, but it's mostly because of the road struggles. They are still a very good home team. They won each of the first two meetings by 31-plus points. San Antonio is getting buried regularly. This game matters for Golden State because they're in the middle of a cutthroat Western Conference. I think Golden State wins this game by 30. I, I took them 15 and a half. It's at 18. I think they win north of 20. Under? I like the over. Okay. I, I don't think I can take an under because Golden State might actually score 140 points in this game. I don't think I can I take an under. I know, and I'm getting PTSD from last night and Boston scoring 140. If you were going to take the under, I think you'd rather just take the Spurs team total under because Golden State should walk into like 125, 130 minimum in this game. I agree. I like it. All right. Props. You mentioned Branham. I'm not getting in the way there. Yeah, that's dependent on one of Kelton Johnson or uh, – Deb Vassell sitting. I have a really hard time with props in this game because I'm not sure how many minutes the starters for Golden State are actually going to play. Are you just blindly going to take like three pointers for Curry and Clay and maybe a Draymond triple double sprinkled somewhere in there? Like, I don't know. I don't think Golden State starters are going to play more than three quarters because I think that they're going to win this game by 30. So I yeah, don't know I'm just, what I actually like. Yeah, I think I'm going to just wait for the bench players to come out. Yeah. Maybe, me, uh, no, they might pull Deep and Jinzo too. I got to give a, a shout out to Mamu Ginobili. I'm back on the Mamu train. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good one. How did he do last game? I want to say he did decently, but he, Mamu's been a little, uh, he's been a nice surprise there off the bench. Uh, he had 17 points against Utah. I think I saw 15 to 1. I, I think I saw like 15 points was like 8 to 1 last game. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's been doing pretty well. Played 29 minutes last game. I'll keep taking Mamu. All right. Let's go on to the next game of the slate. We have the Sacramento Kings on the road going to play the Portland Trail Blazers. Line opened up at minus 12.5 for the Kings on the road. Now it's up to 14. 231 is the total injury report. We have Matthew Devla. Wait, what? You're still in the league. Matthew Devla is out. For the Kings and for the Trailblazers, yeah, you. I, I mean, it's the same thing. No Grant, no Simons, no Nert, no Dame, no Winslow. I, uh, what's my guy from Villanova's name again? Whatever. Oh, he, uh, there's, there's a Ar- lot of guys from Villanova. Arnesanio, whatever. Even, oh, you're going with uh, Archie Diakono? Archie Diakono. My guy, he's doubtful. Cam Reddish is doubtful. Trenton Watford is questionable. All of this really doesn't matter. Like, truly, honestly, this injury You mentioned the injury report. Doesn't we, don't matter. Have a, we don't have a hangover report, though. That's the problem. We don't have a so we don't have a sobriety report. Oh my report. gosh. It's just the problem. Oh my gosh. It is just like <laughs> if there's ever, ever a spot to take Portland, it is this one right here. It's this one. They just clinched the playoffs for the first time since 2005. 2005. And now you're playing them again. Back to back. I don't think I'm going to take the full game here because Portland's second half tanking is next level bad. I do like Portland first quarter money line and and Portland first half money line. They hung around for a half against the Kings anyway, and 
then they casually lost by 40 points after yeah. halftime. <laughs> but I do like Portland first quarter and first half money line. But when they decide to fully hit the tank switch in the second half of games, nobody should have money on them. I'll take the first half money line for Portland. Yes, you have to find, just figure out how you're betting Portland in this game. That's honestly what it what it is. Like you're just figuring out how am I betting Portland in this game because you're betting first Portland. Half. We'll take it that way. Maybe yeah. you can get fancy with it. Take Portland first half money line, Kings full game money line. Maybe you can find a combo there. A couple yeah. books have a halftime full-time prop. Yikes. Just saying, Yikes. Uh, you might be able to find some decent value if Portland <laughs> oh takes advantage gosh. of a hungover team for this game. And I'm pretty sure they won the first quarter last time. They did. Yeah, this is this is the ultimate letdown spot for the Kings. It's it has ultimate. to be. All right. I really don't care about the total. I really don't care about the rest of this game, honestly. I don't either. I I, I mean, Shaden Sharp over because he played forty five minutes last game and they lost by forty points. <laughs> and Nazir Little was was incredibly in. He had the shot attempts. He was just incredibly inefficient. So I'll go back to Little at fourteen. That is so funny though. They, they just they're like, yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna let the young guys play. They lose the game by forty. And they give Shaden Sharp 45 minutes at a 40-point loss. That's actually just hilarious. That's wow. so funny. Yeah. 45 It was just minutes. the highlight tape for him. It was just the highlight tape. Oh, it is. That's why I'm going to take his overs. Because he, yeah. he proved last game he's officially the most blowout-proof player he's Jared in the Goff. He's Jared Goff in, in garbage time. 45 minutes in a 40-point loss is unheard of. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen that before. Give me Shade and Sharp 30 plus points. Why not? All right. Let's close this thing out with the Phoenix Suns welcoming the Denver Nuggets. Suns are laying 10, opened up at it, six. Now they're laying 10. I guess that it, means it really just comes down to one player, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it pretty much. And total is at 226 and a half for the Phoenix Suns. Clean injury report, nothing over anything. Yeah, nothing. Denver played yesterday. You'll see if Jokic plays with the calf injury. Jamal Murray doesn't look like he's playing because of injury management, and they haven't played him in back-to-backs at all this season. I mean, we, we've seen that the Nuggets are perfectly fine tanking the second part, second leg of a back-to-back. They're I, still up like three and a half games on Memphis because Memphis lost to the Clippers last game. So Denver's just chilling. You know, the thing is with Jokic missing more games, Embiid's MVP odds should be moving up because, you know, Jokic hasn't played much lately, but he doesn't need to and he doesn't care. I don't think he's going to play in this game. This line has moved. I think it was five and a half on the overnight. Now it's 10. I think there's no chance Jokic plays in this game. So yeah, they get, I'm, they I'm get on Phoenix. Slaughtered. They get slaughtered. Phoenix minus 10. Give me and Durant's off a horrible under. shooting game. I think Durant bounces back and has a good game here. Same total under for Denver as well. What'd they score? 88 against New Orleans yesterday? Yep. Yeah, officially, offensively, this team is nothing without Jokic. And no, now you don't really have bad. Jamal Murray at all either. Yeah, team total under for them. I mean, do you want to? Do you have a prop? Any other props you just want to throw out there? I'm, I'm not I, getting into this game. I was going to say, I might be tempted to maybe take like an under on Chris Paul or maybe an under on a starter or two for Phoenix for points. Not to rank because yeah. I think that he'll be focused on getting back on track. Booker's always tricky because he can always just have a masterclass game. 
But this is another game where I wouldn't be surprised if I told you that no Phoenix starter played more than 29 minutes. Like, would you be <laughs> shocked if Phoenix comes out, wins this game by 20, and you see Cameron Payne playing the entire fourth quarter? Oh, I'm going Terrence Ross because of that. Okay, that's fine. But you get my point. The point yeah. is I'm going to lean Chris Paul under, but with Denver on a back-to-back, with Jokic probably not playing, it's in Phoenix. Durant was horrible last game. I think Phoenix comes out and buries them, and Denver's going to be very quick to wave the flag and keep some of the guys who played yesterday in good form for the Warriors game coming up this weekend. I like the under for a decent amount of starters in this game because I'm not sure how long the starters are going to play for Phoenix. All right. Yeah, that's about it for this one. Lock and dog time for my lock. It's a lot to like. There is a lot to like. It's a lot to like on this slate. Let's go back to... It's one of those seven o'clock games. See the Pacers and the Magic. Uh, oh well, it looks like is somebody. Do you see some recent news for the Thunder? Because the line went from two and a half to four for the Pacers. Uh, Pacers are favored by four. Or they're getting four? no. They're uh, getting four now. I see Shea has been moved into the questionable tag. He's been upgraded oh. to questionable. All right. We'll go Magic minus one. Okay. That's my lock for my dog. Oh, my God. There's so many options. Yikes. I mean, do we just go back to Portland? Can go to, we can go to Charlotte and go to Utah. <laughs> even have the Raptors. Oh, man. All right. We got to go back to Portland, man. There's no way. I thought There's you were no going to say Utah. I, I, I really am. Well, yeah, because you'll probably take Portland, so I'll take Utah. I'm perfectly fine. I, I'm not going to take Portland, but I thought. Oh, you're not? Great. All right, cool. Then I'll take Portland. I'm fine with Because everybody knows I'm taking Utah, so I don't need to tell people I'm taking Utah. You want Utah. the full game or you want the first half for Portland? Or first quarter? I will. That second half was so was so bad. I don't think I can take Portland in a full game, but in a, you shortened the game. You got a plus, better chance. I'm getting plus 220 for one quarter, plus 330 for a half. Let's take the quarter and just say they don't settle in. Zero that would, that would be the way I would a lot better. It. Yeah, let's take Portland first quarter plus two twenty, but I'm still gonna play the first half line too, of course. But well, yeah. So, all right, that's it. Orlando minus one. Mm, just call it Orlando money line because I hate when I'd be doing that one point stuff. And no, I lied. Yeah, you could say it minus one. Whatever, whatever gives you the better odds, take it. And uh, Portland in the first quarter plus two twenty. All right, Scott, over to you. All right, uh, so for my lock on the overnight, it was the Warriors minus 15 and a half. However, I'm not going to give it out again as a lock at 18. Like, I'm not. I'm just not going to do that. They sh- I think they're going to cover anyway, but I'm just not going to bother. Uh, my lock in this one, you know what? I'm going to expect a very close and ugly game in, the, uh, in Philly. So I'm going to go with the Raptors plus five as my lock. 
I think that it's going to be a war. These teams play each other very close. Harden looked abysmal in that last game against Dallas. And Toronto's been playing good basketball. So I know JR in the comment section has been giving me a hard time for fading the Raptors all the time, and they constantly win. And the one time I back them, they end up losing. I don't really care, to be honest. I think it's a good spot for Toronto. And with Harden's injury that he's playing through, he's looked awful. They came back against Dallas because Dallas only scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, and Dallas has a hard time beating anybody. Give me the Raptors plus five. I think they're actually quite alive to win that game, but I'll play it safe and I'll take the five points. Give me a rock fight nail biter in that one. For my dog, I am going to go back actually to a player prop. I'm going to go back to the Thunder and Pacers game. Give me Nemhart double-double at plus 500. He had 15 assists last game. It's plus 500. Indiana doesn't care about defense. Oklahoma City doesn't care about defense. You'll see a bunch of points, but it's mostly just getting a starting point guard who should play around 30 minutes in any game situation. And I think that double-double at 5-1 to is a bargain on Nemhart. So I'll take that as my dog. All right. Anything else that we have for you have for today? Not really. Uh, I also like the Portland first quarter, first half stuff. So that's an honorable mention there. A lot of good games on the card, or at least a lot of fun betting games on the card. So hopefully we'll cash a couple of big tickets. Besides that, though, I'll be back once again tomorrow for the weekend show with Munaf and Delonte. And yeah, besides that, uh, Looking forward to the Final Four tomorrow. All right, and I will see you all on Sunday. Other than that, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you are reviewing all of this other stuff. And, yeah, I really we're here two hours in, so I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way, any podcast, we're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Ba-da-ba-da-da-da.